0: If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt and nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls, we speak the language, Primo's.
1: So you got a new firearm, and it doesn't quite work the way that you think it should. Can a gun be a lemon? We're going to look at that question and more on this episode. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about the question, can a gun be a lemon? Well, it stands to reason that if anything could be a lemon, a car could be a lemon, a tool could be a lemon, something could come from the factory uh, not quite the way it's supposed to be, then of course a gun could be the same. Right, it's, it's, It just stands to reason. But let's dig into this a little bit more. Oftentimes, people get a gun that they think is a lemon, and it's really not. It is, it's a matter of user error, uh, or um, just lack of knowledge, understanding, practice, or some other user-born thing that is not actually a defect in the machinery itself. So let me give some examples. Oftentimes people get a rifle and they've got a scope on it. Usually it may be, you know, these situations come from when, if they've got a scope from the factory, they put some ammo in it, they they go to shoot it a few times and they just don't get good groups. They think, oh man, my gun's defective. Well, hold on now, hold on. There's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more to it. Now, first of all, there's the shooter side. Are you a good shooter? We're going to talk more about that in a little bit later, but I'm just going to assume that you are, right? I'm going to assume you're a good shooter. I'm going to assume you have several similar firearms that you're a good shot with and and you can show us the groups to prove it. And we're just going to assume that. Okay. So then what else might be the issue? Well, the number one thing that's the simplest thing to fix is oftentimes guns will come from the factory with screws loose. The action screw might be loose. Screws on holding the scope onto the gun might be loose. Uh, screws holding the scope bases onto the gun might be loose. There might be some loose screws that are causing significant accuracy issues in a rifle. Easiest way to check this, grab an Allen wrench or screwdriver, whatever your firearm takes, and just go over all the screws and make sure they're snug. You don't need to torque them down so that they snap. They don't need to be super tight. They just need to be snug, particularly the action screw. The action screw is what holds the barrel and the chamber and the metal parts of the gun to the stock. You might have one, two, or three action screws, whatever they are that holds the gun to the stock, make sure those are snug. Again, you don't got They don't have to be super duper tight, just firm and snug. So that's, that's the number one thing you can do costs you nothing. Okay. Number two might be an issue with the scope oftentimes these guns that come from the factory with a scope already on them have a cheap brand x scope or they have a cheap version of a branded scope and it's just a garbage scope it's just what it is it's just junk and you adjust it three clicks and sometimes it moves five clicks worth of adjustment. sometimes it moves one click worth of adjustment. sometimes it doesn't move at all Um, sometimes I've, I've had the internal crosshairs would just move inside the scope as you move the scope around, you know, there could, there could just be junk. It could just, could be a scope defect. So that's one thing. Now I mentioned tightening screws. A lot of people don't do enough diligence to make sure that the scope base is tight against the gun and the scope rings are tight against the scope base and that the scope is tight inside the scope rings. You want to make sure all of that's tight. No wiggle, no wobble, no won't spin, rotate, jiggle, nothing. Make sure those are all tightened down well. Maybe you want to use a little blue Loctite, the kind that's not permanent, to make sure those screws don't come loose, um, especially if you're dealing with a higher caliber rifle. But that's something to look at. Another thing to look at could be the ammo. So, um, just last week after, you know, prior, a week before I recorded this, my brother-in-law and I went out to the range and he got a new rifle. It was a, it was a nice Mossberg Patriot 30-06 camo rifle with a scope on it from the factory. Got it at Walmart for a ridiculously low price. He got it so cheap. He was actually concerned if it was a real gun if it really was what it said it was, or if they make some kind of super cheap version that they sell at Walmart just to get the prices down. Um, he really was not, and of course, that's not the gun he wanted to buy, but with the State of the Union and the universe this year, when it comes to buying firearms, that was the closest thing he could find on the shelf anywhere to what he really wanted, so he got that. So we went out to the range, and we put, uh, we tried a bunch of different ammunitions in it. Now, the first ammunition we tried, it really didn't shoot too good. I mean, we're talking like three, four inch groups at 50 yards, not a hundred yards at 50 yards. We did our second ammunition that we tested. There's two or three inch groups at 50 yards. We did another ammunition, three or four inch groups, another ammunition, three or four inch groups. We're trying different bullet weights And different brands. We tried 150 grain, 165 grain, 180 grain, and then a couple different brands in there. And by the end of box number three or four, now we didn't shoot the whole box, but by the end of testing the fourth kind of ammunition, we were like, well, you know, it's good enough for deer hunting, but yeah, you know, maybe there is something to this. You know, Walmart rifles might not be the real thing kind of deal. But then we tried ammo number five, thank God he bought five different boxes of ammo. And ammo box number five was a hundred and eighty grain bullet, we had already tested hundred and eighty grain bullets, two of them I think. This was the third one, it was a different brand, and it was cheaper than some of the other ones that we tested. Well I shot, took three shots with this one, and then all three holes were touching each other at 50 yards. And I put the gun down. I said, "Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We have figured this thing out." So we shot a few more groups with that ammo just to make sure that it was, you know, wasn't just a lucky group, and it was excellent. So we dialed the scope into that particular ammo, and that thing, I mean, it's it's like a laser beam. It is absolutely phenomenal. Now, we could have concluded after a box of ammo number 4, that the gun was a lemon or that it was just subpar. But after box of ammo number five, we had discovered the truth, and that is that it just was a picky gun. They're just It just didn't like all ammos. And we even t- tested multiple 180 grain bullets, and it was the last one that we tried, and that one was phenomenal. That brand primer powder bullet everything combination was excellent now a lot of people don't get to box of ammo number five to find something that their gun likes some guns like just about everything some guns like half of what you shoot down it some guns are really picky but you find what your gun likes and then you just buy that and it doesn't matter so we did that and that gun was excellent. It was light, it was cheap. Granted the scope wasn't super good, but if you can shoot, you know, the holes touching each other at 50 yards, then you know the scope is good enough. And for what he paid for it, I was like, you know what? You know, a lot of people pay more than that for just the rifle. So, you know, you lost nothing. The scope works, it'll get you through deer season, and you can always go out and get a better scope if you want to or maybe not. Maybe this is good enough for a deer rifle, but either way that gun was on trigger was good. Everything about it was good. We just had to find the right ammo, but a lot of people will get to that point and conclude, eh, guns a lemon. So, you know, things, similar kind of things happen with other kind of guns, but oftentimes it is not the firearm. It is some other factor. Now, not everybody's as great of a shot as they think they are either. But that's, we're going to get into that later. You know, Some people buy a pistol and they throw a certain uh, whatever ammo into it and it jams three times in the first magazine. And they conclude, oh, this gun's a lemon. Well, it could be a lemon. It could also be that it doesn't like that ammo. It could also be that you didn't clean the gun or the magazine and there's just a bunch of grit in there and, and protectant from the factory, which is not the same as gun oil. It's protectant to keep the parts from corroding and in, in shipping and sales. And you need to clean the gun before you shoot it to expect it to cycle right. Uh, and then, you know, some handguns, they don't like certain brands AMO. They don't like certain bullet weights. Uh, it could very easily be any number of factors that you just have to learn that gun and try some different things, make sure it cleans. A lot of people, when they, when they shoot a uh, handgun and they're not experienced, they don't hold the gun firm enough and they they get what they call limp wrist, which is basically your your wrist is too loose. When the gun shoots, your wrist moves and absorbs the recoil. Your hand's not firm on the gun, and there's actually... The recoil goes into your hand and into your wrist, and there's not enough recoil focused into the firearm to actually cause the slide to come back far enough to actually cycle it, because that firearm has to push back against something, so the slide has the energy to push back, and you hold that slide in place while it goes back, ejects the round, loads another one, and pushes it forward. If you are limp-wristed, then the recoil goes into your arm and into your hand and into your wrist, and then it may not cycle. It'll, it'll, it'll jam. All kind of things can happen. And you can change that literally just by how you hold the gun. But you could conclude it's a lemon. You know, same kind of thing with shotguns. I will say shotguns seem to to be more lemon-proof or more user-error-proof. Let's put it that way. More user-error-proof than maybe a rifle or a handgun. Because you're not worried about super accuracy. Um, you know, now if you have an automatic shotgun, you could have situations where the gun doesn't cycle. And that could be because...
0: Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, First wear comfort and timeless western style. Tacovas boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers and with occasional resoling they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacovas store where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com that's t e c o v a s.com and don't go gently y'all
1: you're not holding it right, you're, 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 you're moving too much with the shots, just like with the handgun, there's not enough momentum going back, especially on target loads. Could be the gun's not set up right for the ammo you're using. Some shotguns have adjustments in the inner workings for heavy ammo or light ammo. Uh, it could be, again, you didn't clean it right, or you've got too much oil in it. You know, too much oil in any gun can cause gunk to build up, and then you, you lose... Uh, You lose power from the shot to work the action to friction with the gunk, and there may not be quite enough force to cycle it. Or you could have, you know, there's there's some other things that can happen as well. You could have a clog in the gas system. You could have, um, you know, there could be an issue with the ammo that you're using. Shotguns tend to not be as picky as rifles or handguns, but it can happen. So you just need to explore some of these things usually these are the answer. I'd say out of the, you know guns there are times people think a gun's a lemon, probably 1 in 5 there's actually something wrong with the gun. And the other four times people haven't figured out how to use it right or they're making some kind of error. Now, another factor to address here is firearm break-in procedures. Now, I did an entire episode on this topic. You can go back and find it. I titled it something along the lines of um, how do you break in a firearm or or something like that. Search back. You can find it. Uh, You will not find too too many presentations quite like this one but people will say well you know you just have to break that gun and you got to shoot that handgun 500 times before it'll cycle right or you need to you know you need to fire a bullet and clean it and fire a bullet and clean it and fire two bullets and clean it and you know spend seven hours doing that before you can expect that gun to be accurate and uh, the bottom line is for the most part that's all rubbish for the most part that is all rubbish you buy a firearm, you buy a handgun from the factory, there's two things you need to do to break that handgun in. One, clean it. Two, put ammo in it and go to the range and have fun. That's it. That's all you need to do. If you clean that firearm and you put ammo in it, it should shoot. It should work. It should work right from the beginning. Now you may have to work on your form. You may have to find the right ammo. But in terms of breaking in the firearm, um, there should be no loss of function whatsoever. If a, gun do, if, if a gun doesn't work after 400 rounds, what happens at 401 that magically changes it? No, that's, that's not a real thing. That is something that has been or propagated by outdoor riders and long-range shooters and people trying to mystify things that are not mystified. You, you need to just put all that out of your mind. A gun should work out of the box, assuming everything else that we talked about is in check. The screws are tight. You're using it right. You've got a right kind of ammo. You're holding it right, all those things. The gun itself should not need any special procedure or work or maintenance in order to work right. If they did, the firearms companies would be idiots selling them in that state where they don't work until you use them a hundred times or spend seven hours cleaning them because then they would have disasters, failures, none of the guns would ever be accurate and they would have massive customer service issues in the episode that I that I did on this subject, I actually told you that I contacted several of the largest firearms manufacturers in the nation, some of the largest in the world, and I asked them point blank, what's your break-in procedure? What do I need to do to break in your firearms? And everyone that responded to me before I did that episode told me, we have no break-in procedure. Our guns should work out of the box. These are the manufacturers of some of the, some of the largest rifle, handgun, and shotgun manufacturers on planet earth but no one's publishing that because it's unpopular cuz there's this gun break-in culture that's really only a couple decades old and it's based on nothing you will find no scientific evidence anywhere of a gun that was more accurate after break-in or more reliable or more anything or that there is even anything occurring during the break-in procedure you know it's just it's it's just a bunch of junk You know, a rifle does not need broken in. You do not need to shoot one bullet and clean it and shoot one bullet and clean it and do that 10 times, 20 times, whatever number of times. In fact, the rifle I was telling you about that we went to the range just last week, we we, we didn't even, I I did not even allow it to enter into the conversation about any kind of break-in shenanigans. We just started shooting it. And like I told you, we went through four different ammos that didn't work well and we found ammo number five was like a laser beam and the gun shot well and it worked well and had no issues and still has no issues and there is no blah that's another subject that's a whole episode i already did it you can go listen to it but we're gonna move on you should not have to break in a firearm for it to work right you may have to do all the other things we've talked about so far but you shouldn't have to break it in So can a gun actually be a lemon? Let's talk about real lemons, guns that have been lemons. Now I personally have had a gun that was a lemon. And uh, I went out, I wanted to get a new 308 for deer hunting. I've done my research, I've looked at it, I've pondered it, I examined it, I found the one I wanted, I bought it, I took it, as soon as I opened it up out of the box, I was unhappy with it. From the first time I touched it, I was unhappy with it. The just the gun was never right. It was just never. Even when I looked at it at the where I bought it, I just I wasn't quite thrilled. You know, but I ordered it online and it got shipped to the place, and you know, I had no reason to say no, I'm not gonna buy it, send it back. And I would just I didn't like it. I don't I well I can't tell you. I can't tell you some of the reasons. So the stock felt cheap, but I thought, eh. Who cares if it shoots the way it's supposed to, it should work, but it wasn't just cheap. It felt like it was off. And I I started looking at it real close and sure enough, the front stock for the four, where your forehand goes in the front, leading up the barrel, it curved and bent around to the right ever so slightly. I was like, Oh, that's weird. And the barrel was not quite free floated. Um, like it wasn't, touching the stock normally but it wasn't it just wasn't right so i worked the bolt you know i didn't love the way the bolt felt It just eh, just didn't do it for me you know I, i just held it the gun just didn't i don't know but i was like hey whatever if it works i'll grow into it so i took it to the range this gun couldn't shoot for nothing i was getting five and six inch groups at 50 yards, at 50 yards, five and six inch groups. Now people told me, well, you just don't know how to shoot. And I was like, you know, I think I do know how to shoot. I mean, I, I've got a 223 and a 22 that I can pull three quarter inch groups with regularly, fairly consistently. You know, I'm doing the same things there. And they said, well, no, you don't know how to shoot a 30 caliber rifle. I'm like, well, I got a 30 or I've got a 308 and A seven six two fifty four and you know i can shoot those well enough and they said nah you you don't really know what you're doing you got to adjust your technique you got to hold it differently you got to pull it tighter into your shoulder than than guns with less recoil you've got to you've got to do this and you got to do that so i was like okay well i did all those things and i practiced and i worked at it and i got i don't know the accuracy got five percent better like well, you don't have a stable shooting platform. You need to get a lead sled, or you need to get one of those. Uh, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, I've got one right here. I'm looking at it. One of those Caldwell tack driver bags, the ones that that open at the top, and you can wedge the firearm down into, and it'll hold it just like, if not better than a lead sled. And you can put another bag under the rear. So I went and bought one of those, and not really much improvement at all. So they say, "Well, you haven't found the ammo that the gun likes." I was like, "Okay." So I, I went and got two, three, four, five, six, seven different kinds of ammo, different brands, different bullet weights, different everything. Some did a little better than others, but none of them, with not one that it does it satisfactory. Um, to, to beyond that, the scope was just it had issues, right? There were specks of stuff on the glass in the scope the crosshairs seemed to move inside the scope people say well you have you just haven't tightened the scope enough and all that well, I t- okay i tightened it all i did all the tightening i put the loctite on it i did everything i've told you about in this video you should do or excuse me video in this podcast that you should do so i did all that stuff and it's still not really any improvement i'm trying to figure out now that wasn't it like the bolt didn't work right all the time like you'd pull it back it wouldn't always strip around it wasn't it wasn't super consistent it worked like 80 percent of the time the magazine didn't seat right it just didn't go in right it wasn't rely wouldn't clip right all the time it wouldn't sit you know perfectly flush all the time it felt like a plastic piece of garbage i mean everything about this rifle was just wrong nothing worked the way it was supposed to work and and you know eventually i got to the point where i just spent all this money in ammo and accessories and testing and i was like okay even if the gun was accurate the scope has f- spots and fleckles and stuff in it and the magazine doesn't work and the bolt doesn't work and so i was like you know what i'm gonna contact the manufacturer. I'm going to send this thing back. You know, I don't know what the deal is. So I boxed it up. I took it to FedEx and I shipped it back to the manufacturer.
2: In every pair of Tacovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that will draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods.
1: And, you know, I told them, I said, look, I, I wrote a letter and I detailed every issue the gun had. And I said, okay, you guys don't even make this one anymore. It's not even on your website anymore. Must've been last year's model that I got on close out, which is why the price was so good, which, you know, may all made perfect sense. So I said, all right, I want this other one instead. It's a little bit more. I'll pay the difference. Just don't send this back to me. I don't want this gun back. I'm through with it. Everything about this gun is wrong. Um, so to their credit, they called me after they got the gun, and said, hey, got your gun, got your letter. You want this gun? All right, we'll ship that one to you. And and just like that, super easy. Well, I mean, they couldn't ship it to me. They had to ship it to an FFL dealer. You know, I had to go pick it up. But, you know, to their credit, they, I mean... They did not ask one question. They did not push back at all. They said, you know, sorry about that. You know, whatever you want, we'll 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 do that for you. So they sent me another one, got that one, that gun was right. Soon as you touched it, you knew this thing is right, this thing works, this thing feels good in your hands, it's straight, it's true. Put a scope on it. Took it out to the range, found an ammo or two that it liked. And that's been my deer hunting gun ever since. Pretty happy with it. But had a lemon. Now, I'm not going to, I, I was thinking about telling you the brand and model and make, but you know what? I've got several other guns from that same brand and all of them are excellent. And I thought, nah, I, I don't want to, because any brand can have a lemon. Anybody can do, Can you know, it can happen from anyone. And they did exactly what they should do. They replaced it. Uh, I got I actually ended up with a better firearm in the end than the one I initially bought. More features, better stuff. Um, you know, it was a better model. They were they were very gracious and didn't give me any hard time about it whatsoever. So, you know, and that's exactly what a firearm company should do. You have a gun with real problems. They should replace it, no questions asked, or make it right, fix it, whatever the case may be. And I've known a couple people over the years that have had similar problems. Not, you know, not the problems that I have, but similar, you know, similar types of issues with a gun. They've sent it back and either replaced or repaired every time. Most of the firearms companies are, are excellent about stuff like that. So, you know, yes, a gun can be a lemon but more often than not people think that they have a lemon it's they just haven't figured it all out yet they haven't done everything that they're supposed to do or need to do or their forms are off or their shooting's not good i will say my shooting did improve through this entire experience because i shot a lot and then i was working so diligently on my form to figure out what am i doing wrong you know and the answer at the end of the day was i wasn't doing that much wrong um of course, there's always room for improvement, and I improved a little bit, which which helped me overall. Of course, I would have rather not go through the shenanigans, but you know, there's just that's just part of the game, right? You you work at it, you improve, you get better. So uh, you know, these are all the things that go into it. So, yep, gun could be a lemon. What do you do about it if it really is a lemon? Contact the manufacturer, send it back. Now. Um, you know, here's a side note, right? I'll just, I'm just going to go right into this, you know, just cause I know the world we live in. So I bought that lemon gun from galleryofguns.com, Davidson's, right? You've probably heard about them. They're everywhere. They had one of the biggest advertisers of guns on planet earth online. You order it, comes to whatever dealer you want. I've bought things from them before, liked them, happy with them. It's worked well for me. Prices have been good. They have a lifetime guarantee lifetime guarantee any gun from them has any issue and you can you take it back to wherever you did the transaction and they will they will ship it back to davidson's and they'll either repair it or replace it or if that model's not existing anymore they'll give you something comparable so i pondered when i got this this lemon doing that i pondered taking you know following them following or following up with them on the lifetime guarantee But then I thought, you know what? Here's the gun that I got. I don't want another one, right? I don't want another one of that. I was just over it. I I was like, you know what? What if the next one, the stock sucks and whatever else? I was just over it. I didn't want to go back to Davidson's and get another one. Um, I didn't want them to repair it because I hated everything about the gun. Everything seemed wrong and broken and I knew they would never fix everything. They just, just not the way that it works. So I didn't want them to just ship me another one and risk it having any of the same issues. So that's why I went to the manufacturer. I thought, you know what? Now they didn't have that one anymore as you know, cause that was last year's model. Of course, Davidson still had a hundred of them in stock on sale. However, all that went, but I went to the manufacturer because one, you know, it's their gun. They warranty it. I'm the, I'm the original owner. And I knew that you know, I could work with them to get a different gun. Whereas Davidson's would have just sent me another one of the same model. I wanted a different one because I didn't I didn't want to have any of that risk again. So I got a different version of of that gun. And that worked out. But I had two options. Right. That gun was double warranted. It was warrantied by, by Davidson's, the place I bought it from, and it was warranted by um, the manufacturer. And, you know, there's a lot of guns that I've bought over the years that have had that. There's one gun shop by local that I really like to shop at. They warranty all their guns for life. Any gun you buy from them, if it ever breaks, you take it back and they will figure it out, fix it, make it right, whatever needs to happen. Uh, Excellent people. But be aware of these things whenever you buy a gun, especially a new gun. And if you're buying a used gun, buy it from somewhere that warranties their guns like that local gun shop that I go to. They they warranty anything you buy from them. So that's something to keep in mind. Now even if you buy a a used gun, you can still go back to the manufacturer for manufacturer defects. If it's truly a lemon and it is it was wrong from the manufacturer, you can still go back to that manufacturer with it and say, "Hey, this is yours, you made it, it's defective." You know, and most of the time Even if you're not the original owner and purchaser, they'll still work with you. They'll still fix it. They'll make it right. So can a gun be a lemon? Sure. Should that you default to, to assuming it's a lemon? No, you should put it through its paces first. You should question yourself. You should question your ammo. You should go through all those different things. But if it really is a lemon, you know, people have been heartbroken. Like The gun's not what I thought. It's wrong. It's messed up. The bolt doesn't close. Whatever these issues are and they get all worked up about it. Don't don't feel sad or upset or disgruntled for a minute. Contact the manufacturer, send it back to them. It is not hard to ship a gun. You go to FedEx, they'll do it. Usually it's like 25 bucks plus insurance. I would insure it most of the time. I think it's a good idea. Um, But if the gun's defective and broken, maybe it doesn't matter so much. Maybe you don't need the extra money spent for the insurance. So you send it back to the manufacturer and almost every time, if it really is an issue with the gun, they're going to make it right, usually charge you nothing for it and ship it back to you at no cost. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. Um, And I want to encourage you, you know, share this podcast leave us some reviews on itunes that really helps get the word out there's few things you can do more to help this podcast reach more people than to leave a five-star review with a comment on itunes and of course share it so appreciate you guys god bless you and go get them in the woods
0: to go with like just full blown redneck on these fish. This is like high tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Four in the morning, Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.